Hi guys, welcome to episode 14. Today we're talking all about DIY in the kitchen. Things like pantry staples and seasonings and make-it-yourself kombucha. Does it pay off? Is it worth it? Is it too much of a hassle? Why bother? Let's just dive in and try to answer all of those questions. I'm Michelle Visser, author of Sweet Maple and creator of the blog and YouTube channel Solely Rested. Because sometimes the only rest you can find is in your soul. Welcome back to the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast, where we talk about how to simplify our lives in the midst of modern day life, one step at a time. Let's do this together. Before we get started today, I want to tell you I had this, I don't know, epiphany this week, and I got so excited about it. I got to tell you, I was realizing that there was this page on my blog that I had started a while back, not too long into coronavirus. I had done an episode where I was explaining that thrift store shopping is very therapeutic for me, and I was missing it horribly. And I got this idea that, well, even though I can't get out and do the shopping for fun that I would love to do, I could find some online options and share some special coupons and some special offers with my listeners. So I had created this page and I realized this week that, oh, that's outdated now. Some of those offers have long expired. I guess I could just, you know, take that page down or whatever. And then I realized, wait a minute, no, no, I could keep this page and keep it updated and use it as a platform to share with you all some products that I have discovered and some specials that I have found that are amazing that I really think you will love. So one joy I have in my world of writing, blogging, and podcasting is that I get to sometimes meet companies in a way I wouldn't otherwise get to meet them. And in my everyday life, if I'm doing something and I discover a product that I love, I have this little platform that I get to tell people, you've got to realize this product exists because it's life-changing or because I love it or because it's so fun. So that's what I'm gonna do with this page, this landing page I created many months ago with coupons that had expired. I actually went in this week I totally updated it. I added new offers and I reached out to some of those small businesses that I really, really enjoy working with. And I told them my little idea and they offered some specials. So it's just for you guys. Totally. Just a page of specials, coupons, special offers, coupon codes of things that I think you might really like. Even if there's just one thing there that makes you happy, then yay, it's totally a fun thing. So check out solelyrested.com slash coupons. And my idea is to keep it continually updated. When I have new things I find, when a company offers me something new for you guys, I'm going to add it on. So it's going to always be changing. And if it has any big changes, I will let you know in future episodes. But for now, check out solelyrested.com slash coupons. And I hope you find something that makes your day really awesome. Right up front today, I want to dispel 
any mythical thoughts that anyone might have listening to this and thinking that I do everything myself because I feel some days like you couldn't be further from the truth if you think that. I absolutely buy frozen pizza. I absolutely buy store-bought hamburger buns and bread and I buy mixes. So I don't want you to think I don't do any of those things. On the other hand, I try to rely on those kind of things less and less as I build up my skills over the year. (laughs) Why did I say singular? Over the years, trust me, it's been a lot of years. Um, And I feel a little more confident with all of those items, with making my own bread. But that doesn't mean I always have the time. And it doesn't mean I always want to make my own bread. So do I buy it? Absolutely. Would I like to get to the point where we had no prepared food in the house and I had more time on my hands and I could do a lot more things DIY? Of course, but I'm pretty sure that day will never come. So right up front, before I dive into all the reasons why I love do-it-yourself seasonings and do-it-yourself options in general in the kitchen, Um, I don't want to give you any feelings of guilt because y'all, you know the name of the podcast, right? We all know simple doesn't mean easy. I will say I have never found something that I consider the simple option to not be the best option though. So I'm working towards it guys. And You're here listening, so hopefully you have a desire to be working towards a little bit more of a simple life as well. And I really think that DIY options in your kitchen are a great way to start. Not all of us can own a family cow, right? Not all of us have land to grow our own food. Not all of us can even consider the option that someday we might own a farm or call ourselves a homesteader. But all of us make food every single day. All of our families look at us at about 4.30 with those hungry eyes and go, what's for dinner, right? Although (laughs) in our house over the years, our dinner gets later and later. When the girls were first involved in travel sports, that's when things went a little wonky with our meal plans because as the girls got older and they were, you know, more active, like I said, specifically in travel sports, but in a whole lot of things, I always insisted still that we were going to eat dinner together as a family. And what that meant was the time kept getting pushed later and later until the point that all six of us were together in the evening around the table. So (laughs) that just happened and kind of morphed over time. And now we're at a stage of life that maybe it's because somebody is working, one of my girls, and they're not getting home till later. Or maybe more likely than not, it's because mom's working or mom is in the garden and really, you know, knee deep in a trellising project or working on gathering all the green beans or whatever it is I'm doing in the garden. I will lose hours in there sometimes. So for all of those reasons and a whole lot more, 
we tend to actually eat dinner really late. So to be honest, when I said 4.30, I'm kind of laughing in my head because honestly, it's more like 6.30 or 7 when a few people start looking at me and going, hmm, do you have plans for dinner, mom? <laughs> so anyway, food is something we all have to think about. We all have to provide food for our families. And if you can find even just one thing, if you're just starting out, on this whole journey towards living a little bit more of a simple lifestyle, just pick one thing. Maybe it's the thing that your family really, really eats a lot of. Maybe it's a seasoning that you find yourself using in so many recipes. Whatever it is, maybe just pick one thing or maybe a handful of things and and see, is there a way I can make it myself? So here's what we're really doing today is going over the reasons why I feel like it's always going to be a better option if you can find a DIY version. So instead of buying, um, what's it called? Is it called, oh, what is that taco seasoning? Old El Paso, I think. Is that the brand? There's a couple different brands of taco seasoning. Instead of buying, you know, the actual boxed version of the taco seasoning at the store, make it yourself find a recipe, play around with the recipe. And this is some of the reasons why I always vote for that option. By the way, um, maybe I'll share my taco seasoning recipe and maybe some other things will come up in this podcast as I'm chatting with you. And maybe I'll just do a whole nother episode where I kind of share those recipes and, and how I created them. I don't know. We'll see. I do definitely have a blog post though, and I will leave a link in the show notes for any recipes that I have that I mention, like my DIY taco seasoning, it'll be in the show notes. Okay. First off, I find that it is usually a whole lot cheaper to make something than to buy the prepackaged prepared version of it. I mean, it makes sense because all those companies that are making these things have got to be making money, right? And who's the one paying for that company's income? Duh, the consumer. So of course, the profit is going to the maker of that prepared food. If you are the maker of the prepared food, if you're putting together the ingredients and making it yourself, are you going to save money? It's a very, very likely. I'm sure there are some instances where you won't because of course the company that's preparing these prepared goods are buying all of their ingredients at a huge bulk rate and a huge discount from their sources that you could never take advantage of. So I'm sure there are situations where yes, you can save by buying the prepared version, but in most cases, if you are the one pulling those ingredients together and there's no overhead and nobody else making money on your dinner, you are definitely going to save money yourself. One fantastic example of that is kombucha. By the way, you probably know this if you've been listening or following along for any amount of time because I'm pretty much obsessed with kombucha and I have been for many years. But in case you don't know, I always feel like I should give a little definition of what it is because I know sometimes the first time you hear that word, you're like, what was that English? So kombucha is basically fermented sweet tea 
that is really good for your gut and it's absolutely delicious. My daughters introduced me to it long ago. They asked if we could purchase some when we were at a specialty store. And at the time I had no idea what it was. And I'm like, are you kidding? When I looked at the price tag, but they kind of begged, you know, and you know how once in a great while you're just in that mood. Cause I don't know, they look at you with those eyes. And so I did it. I, I bought three bottles, one for each daughter, one for myself, different flavors, spent like a fortune. Right. And honestly, I really wasn't even that crazy about it. Um, one of the flavors that we got, I, I liked, but I really wasn't crazy about any of them. So after spending that huge amount of money, I pretty much was done with kombucha, but they were still kind of obsessed with it. And like they had whole Pinterest boards of recipes and every once in a blue moon, they would be like, Oh, we really should try this kombucha when we were at the store. And long story short, I started researching how to make it. And after having made it for, I'd probably made it six months, maybe a year, I started wondering, okay, I know this is a whole lot cheaper than that first experience I had with kombucha when I spent a fortune on three bottles, but I'm wondering how much I'm saving because I feel like I'm saving a lot. So I actually sat down and over the course of a week, I spent a lot of time doing a cost benefit analysis because I really wanted to know. I was shocked at the end of that week when I had run all the numbers. It's crazy. I'll put a link um, in the show notes for this as well because I don't recall the actual numbers, but it's it's really insane how much money we save every week because we make kombucha and do not buy it. So that's just one example of how, yes, DIY options can definitely be cheaper. But more than that, a lot of times for me, I love the fact that we can make it. (laughs) There's all kinds of motorcycles going by. It's a gorgeous New England day. And I am at my away from home office where it's kind of on a main drag through our little town. And usually it's very quiet here, but it's a gorgeous, gorgeous, sunny New England day. And if you just heard all that commotion in the background, that was a whole bunch of motorcycles going by. Anyway, um, back to what I was saying. You can make a DIY option to be exactly the way your family likes it. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time and effort to work through the options and find what everybody really loves. And maybe you won't find one particular option that everybody loves. You might have to make a couple options, right? If you have especially picky eaters. But for kombucha, this was definitely the case for us because suddenly, remember I told you that kombucha I bought at the store, I really didn't like the taste of it that much when you can play around with so many options, like for kombucha, you can choose a lot of different teas to use for your first ferment. And you can play around with a combination of those teas with pretty much like an endless variety of what you can put together. And then there's the second ferment where you can play around with your seasoning, not your seasonings, your flavorings. And that's where I get the biggest excitement I've been making it for years and every single time that I go to bottle it, I feel like a little kid because I get excited about, Ooh, what flavor do I want to make? And do I want to try a brand new one? Ooh, maybe I'll try these two flavors together. I've never tried that option before. Right? So absolutely. If you make it yourself, if you want to put the time and effort into it, you can come up with something that your family will love 
much better than they ever would have if you had bought the purchased version. That actually kind of leads into my next point that when you're making it yourself, it's really interesting that you get your creative juices flowing. And when I said that I'm like a little kid, all giddy and excited, I meant it. And I think part of that is because in general, people are wired to be creative. I firmly believe that in in different ways, right? Some of us are creative with words. Some of us are creative with um, our ability to public speak. Some of us are creative with our hands. And then when you get to hands, there's so many ways you can be creative with your hands, right? With painting or with building. And if you're creative with words, it could be with writing, like I said, or speaking or with, I just drew a blank on what I was saying, (laughs) but I think you get the gist. I think you'd probably agree. I don't think I have to argue with anyone that we are all creative in one way or another. So I think it's really good for us when we have a creative challenge. I think it makes us feel like we have more of a purpose. It makes our day have more of a purpose. It makes us happier. It does me at least. So that might be a a silly reason and maybe not a reason you'd ever think of, but I totally vote for that reason because I think it's important. I also believe that when you make something yourself, it's if you get the family involved, if you can get a child interested, it boosts their ego in a way sometimes you never see coming. And it, it can have an impact on them for life, which you, that might seem like I'm being dramatic. But really, if there's one particular thing, even if you have a kid that's like not into the kitchen, like, mom, I do not want to help you make dinner, there might be something that you haven't even discovered or thought of yet that gets them excited. And whatever that something is, when you think of it, or when you hit on it, you will know. It might be something that you're in the store and they're talking about and you realize, wait, I bet you we can make a version of that, right? So keep your ears open and pay attention to what the kids are interested in food-wise and do some research, see what you can come up with. Because if they can get actively involved in the kitchen, well, that has that could be a way different podcast on its own because the ramifications and the benefits of a kid being interested in food preparation are huge. I have seen it in my own daughters tenfold. Um, But if you can get them interested in one particular do-it-yourself thing and with your help, they come up with a version that everybody loves, how amazing does that make that child feel? It's, it's something they will never forget. Also, this is, might seem like another silly reason, but you can store your DIY option exactly the way you want it. You're not stuck with however the store packages it, and you're not stuck with whatever amount the store offers you. Instead, you can be creative with glass jars or canisters and maybe special lids for your glass jars. I really have lids that I have discovered that I love for my mason jars, and I love different lids for different purposes. And just like I get happy when I go to make my second fermentive kombucha, I get really happy when I think about, 
ooh, this new concoction we just came up with would store really well with that lid because it's good for pouring or it's good for scooping things out or whatever the case. Maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> but when I find a storage option that I love using, that looks good, it it does good things for me, guys. <laughs> so this was one point that I used to think was a negative about DIY things because I thought, it comes from the store in a perfect container and I don't have to think about it. But if I'm making it myself, I have to think about, well, how am I going to store this and how much do I need to make? Cause how big is my container going to be, et cetera, et cetera. But instead, now that I've gotten more comfortable with do it yourself staples, I actually love this part of it. I love the challenge of, well, how much do I want to make to fit this container and what lid would be the best? So again, maybe it seems silly, but um, another thing that I wanted to point out is not only is it great for a kid to get involved for a whole lot of reasons, but it actually makes the family more eager to help out in the kitchen. If they like, for instance, with Bill, he hated a couple different taco seasonings that I would sometimes buy at the store and there were like three options at the store I purchased it from most often. And I could never remember which two he hated and which one he liked, you know, and I'd wind up using the wrong one and he turned his nose up because it was too spicy. Um, so when I took the time to work through our own taco seasoning, well, first of all, I will admit it was kind of a pain because after all the effort of coming up with the recipe and putting it together and he wouldn't like it. And I'd be like, well, who I have a whole jar full of that and you, you, why do you like it? You know, right. So I won't act like I'm June Cleaver and it was all a great experience, <laughs> but when I finally nailed it, it actually, I mean, Bill got excited too. And he really appreciates it that I custom made this taco seasoning that he likes. And if, if that is the case with your kids with something, you know, they'll get really excited when you're having that meal that they feel like you really designed for their tastes. And when they're excited about a meal, tell me if I'm wrong, they're more apt to help. They're more apt to, you know, when they hear that's the meal for the night, oh yeah, I'll help you with that mom, right? And maybe they're more eager to clean up after because they're just so pleased that you went to this effort to personalize the meal just for them. And bonus, it works out in your favor too. Yes. Okay. Another reason that I think it's worth the effort to create DIY staples and things in your kitchen, they make really nice gifts. They make people feel really special, especially if it's your own personal creation. I mean, how cool is that? And how special does it make your friend or your neighbor or a teacher or your doctor or your postal carrier? How special does it make them feel, right? I actually was just bottling kombucha a few hours ago, and I realized that I had more than we were going to use because a couple daughters were out of town, and I thought, oh, it's going to get too vinegary before the week is over. So I sent a text to a friend down the street who I knew loves kombucha. And I said, Hey, how about if I drop a jar off of kombucha for you tomorrow? I made an extra jar of raspberry kombucha. 
Well, she got so excited and she said, instead of waiting for you to drop it off, would you mind, would it be possible if I run over and pick it up like right now? I was like, well, sure, I that's fine. I don't care. You know, you can, you're welcome to it. It's sitting here for you. And when she arrived, she explained, I'm so excited. I have friends over and I was actually telling them this morning about you and about your kombucha course and about how you make this most delicious kombucha and how I really want to learn to make it. And then when I got your text, I was just so excited because they get to taste your kombucha. So, you know, how special did that make me feel? And hopefully it made her and her guests feel special. And it was so simple to do it. I mean, it took me a minute, you know, to bottle this kombucha for her. So anything that is your own creation is going to make an amazing gift. And a lot of people would be very excited to receive it. Finally, my last reason I have for you today to encourage you to try out some sort of a DIY concoction of your own is the fact that very often when you make something yourself, instead of buying the prepared version, you are going to get really useful byproducts. This is not something that people often think about. The best example I can think for you is with kombucha. Sorry, this winds up, I'm talking a whole lot about kombucha and that really wasn't my point. Um, I really should more often actually like kind of write a little bit of a script. Sometimes if I do a podcast that relates very specifically to a blog post, I do have a script, you know, I have that blog post to go by, but sometimes I'll just sit down and start talking to the microphone, which is what I decided to do today. I wrote down a couple thoughts so I, you know, wouldn't totally have a brain freeze and forget everything. But aside from chicken scratch on this piece of scrap paper in front of me, I don't have a script and I'm realizing that I probably should have because I really could be drawing in a lot more examples for you. Um, For instance, everything bagel seasoning, that is a DIY staple that I could talk about for another 10 minutes, but I don't want this podcast to get too long. Um, But, and so instead of going off on that sidetrack, let me just get back to what I was saying. My point wasn't to talk all about kombucha, but I think that's a great example of byproducts of DIY staples. You see, when you make your own kombucha, you don't just have the drink that you're enjoying But you have a couple other things that you literally would never have in your kitchen if you weren't making your own kombucha. One of those things is extra SCOBIES. SCOBIES stands for Symbiotic Culture of Bacteria and Yeast. It sounds really appealing, right? (laughs) Um, But it's amazingly good for you stuff. And your kombucha is creating a new layer of SCOBY every time that you bottle more. So you can actually peel off those extra layers and you can use them for some really neat things. You can make something called SCOBY candy that a few of my daughters love. They swear it's like, um, and now I'm forgetting, fruit roll-ups, like dried fruit roll-ups. I personally have always thought those were absolutely disgusting and I really can't tell you if it's like that. (laughs) But SCOBY candy to me is amazing. It's so good for you and it's candy, (laughs) but it's something you can never make unless you make kombucha. And also when you do your second ferment, there's a lot of different ways you can flavor it, but the way that I prefer is with fruit. And that fruit, after it is sat in the second ferment, has more life in it and it's very tasty. 
And I love using it in things like yogurt on top of oatmeal. And another thing, if it has certain parts in it that I don't want to eat on my yogurt or my oatmeal, like it might have ginger in it, um, might have raisins, which I'm not a big fan of eating raisins in my things. Like I'll eat raisins, but I don't like them in things. Am I weird? I don't know. My husband says I'm totally weird about that, but I don't like that if it's in my kombucha to eat it on my yogurt. So if it has anything in it that I don't want to eat, I'll feed all of that to the chicken and the chicken love it. I mean, oh my goodness, talk about chicken candy. That is chicken candy. But again, it's something I would never have if I wasn't making my own kombucha. So there you go. I don't know how many ideas that was. Was it maybe like eight or 10? I don't know. There you go. There are some ideas and reasons to inspire you if you've been possibly thinking about trying your hand at mixing up your own creation instead of buying the prepared version at the store. I hope that that has inspired you. Okay, and now it's time to share with you a review that one of you have left me over on iTunes. Um, this one is from Java Babe 3 someone who obviously is a very much a fan of coffee. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm not a coffee drinker. I actually love the smell of it, but I despise the taste of it. Is that totally odd? But I am very much a hot tea drinker. I will drink a cup of hot tea even on a hot August day. Not typically like in the middle of the afternoon when I'm sweating, <laughs> but um, I had one this morning. So anyway, Java Babe, um, thank you for your review. She said, Michelle is such an inspiration. She is a perfect example of how pushing through hardships instead of giving up and working hard is always worth it. Thanks for the motivation, Michelle. Well, thank you, Java Babe. So please, if you have a second, if you could go over to iTunes and leave a review for the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast, it's hard to say fast. <laughs> I would be so grateful because they have this crazy algorithm with podcasts that they don't choose to show it to anyone if they aren't getting good reviews. So unfortunately, nobody can find my little podcast unless people let others know that it's worth listening to. So I would really be appreciative if you have a second to do that. Plus, if you don't, I'm going to run out of reviews at one of these points. And then what am I going to do? I'm going to have to embarrassingly say, well, today I don't have a review to share. <laughs> anyway, seriously, guys, it means so much to me that you take the time to join me here and to listen in. I absolutely love hanging out with you. And if you enjoyed the show, please let someone know about it or follow me on your favorite podcast player so that you don't miss a future episode. And that is it for today. Oh, I do want to also, I try to always remind you if you have trouble accessing the show notes, cause I know I referred to them a few times in this episode, back episodes and show notes are always available at solelyrested.com slash podcast. And that is officially the end of this episode. I hope that everything is fantastic in your neck of the woods.